Welcome to Menu, the Feel Good Food Stories podcast. Whoop whoop. Okay, so I'm serving up a starter, main, and dessert of good food, chat, joy, and laughter. And that's going to be from myself and my brilliant guests that I have on every week. We talk about things like food memories, food dating stories, we throw in the odd review now and again, and there's a big dollop of food joy. So pop your napkin on your lap and let's get stuck in. On menu this week, we have Melinda Williams, who cooks Trinidadian food. She talks about her food memories. Um, She also gives a really good story about her mum dining in a hotel restaurant. You will like that, honestly. It's funny. I love how she does the mum as well. It's really good. So that's going to be your nice chunky main for this week. I start you off with a good food memory. Yeah. Oh, I remember this. (laughs) It's not actually about food, though. It relates to food. But yeah, I remember that. And um, I'm going to tell you all about that. And then to finish off, I have found some new crisps. Now, I don't know if they're new to anybody else, but they're new to me. And they... They, yeah, I'll tell you how they taste in the little, um, the end bit of the review. So, yes, actually, now I say they're crisps, they're actually tortilla chips. Are tortilla chips crisps or not? I'm not sure. But anyway, listen to what I think of them at the end of the show. This food memory for me, it's not actually about food, but this particular item was very, um, was very much at the centre of food because it was the table, it was the kitchen table. And I talk about the kitchen table because when I was at my granny's, like I grew up at my granny's house, um, me and my me and my mum and brother, we all went to my granny's house every weekend without fail. It was the best house going, proper Caribbean household. Oh my God, the tales, the tales, the tales. But food was a big thing in the house always. And the kitchen table just kind of held up all the food, basically. Do you know what I mean? Like you put your plates on it, you cut real, all the rest of it. That's what that did. That table, it was like one of those um, tables that extended. So in the day, you'd go in and the table would be folded down, put to the side by the wall, tablecloth over it. You'd have stuff on the table, tub of stork SB, bread or whatever that was on the table. Do you know what I mean? And you didn't really even know it was there in the day. But then when it was dinner time and that table had to come out, wow. I mean, it was like a three-man job for starters because, like, there was about, God, six or seven of us there, like, on a on a on an average weekend, a lot more than that otherwise, all kind of crammed round. But you'd get the table, yeah, you'd have to take it out, you'd pull the flap up, you'd then get the leg, this kind of leg. It was a bit like, um, oh, trying to explain it now. You kind of slotted it into another compartment it almost kind of just turned 
in a bit of a semicircle and locked into this other part. So you lifted that up and then you did the same on the other side. Then there was the middle bit that you extended. Oh my God, it was like, it was a proper piece of engineering, that table. And it was proper, it was wood. Do you know what I mean? Like no plastic rubbish, proper wood, heavy. And then you had the um, the chairs as well. The chairs were again wooden uh, and the chairs, <laughs> they were wooden and they had like, you know, the back was kind of like in little panels at the back, at the back of the chair. And then the cushion was like a, well, it was like a leather seat, basically. So, um, and then because the chairs over time, because they were like, you know, proper wooden chairs, but they were like obviously held together with joints and stuff. And over time, as everybody sat on them, they got a bit wobbly. And sometimes you'd sit on them chairs and they would pinch you. They would just pinch the back of your thighs. You'd be like, oh, oh, like this. You'd be like, oh, it's a chair, it's a chair. You know, <laughs> you just knew people. You'd hear them do that and you knew what it was. But every now and again, it would pinch you. Like, you'd just be so settling in for your dinner and then you just get like a pinch from the chair just to remind you do you know what I mean but it's just so mad because that table honestly is like if that table could speak you would just tell you us all of like <laughs> the food that went on there and all the chatter and all the laughter and all that that used to go around that kitchen table it was great but yeah I was thinking about it the other day and um talking to my um auntie about it as well saying do you remember the table we used to get it out and blah 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 yeah that table really did serve us as a family so yes that that was like really special and it just came into my head and I thought you know what it's not a food but without the table we wouldn't have been able to eat so it's it's pretty integral actually so yes I love that This week, my guest is Melinda Williams. She cooks Trinidadian food and she's also a nurse. Listen to what Melinda had to say. If someone asked me what I do, I'd say I'm a nurse by trade, but by heart, I'm a chef and I cater Trinidadian and Tobago cuisine and Caribbean food. Um, not just catering and providing it for sale, yeah. but also just get in the kitchen and mess with my food and play with the food and the ingredients and make up my own dishes. I love that. Okay. Yeah. And what made you do that then? So I've been catering for a while, just naturally just loving to cook. And over mm-hmm. the years, I had my children's parties at the house, which all can also go up to cooking for 100 people just at home. <laughs> so, wow. it is. so um, everyone's like, you need to cook, you need to cook. And they're in COVID. Yeah, I wasn't working as a nurse and I got so unwell and over the past three years I've been learning how to make a specific street food from Trinidad that I wasn't taught as a child oh. and I said when my son gets back from university we're gonna have a Trini doubles party in this house to celebrate because uh. I, nearly, I nearly lost my life in Covid and I was like oh, when wow. we get home this is a special date let's celebrate yeah and I took photos because I was so impressed I was going to make this finally uh. into the end I took photos of the whole stage while I was in the kitchen and I I brought the carib shandy drinks from Trinidad into the house and I told and made an announcement to the children they were excited because we'd normally go to London to buy these yeah so I took the photos um, even took a photo of my son eating it and then he nammed down <laughs> another one and nammed down another one I'm like you're eating it the true the true Trini way go on boy eat the thing and then I took a little video and then I posted it on my whatsapp status yeah and then I had a message from one of the nurses I worked with saying can I order 20 
Oh. And then I just joked around saying, does anyone else want to order any? And I had an order for 100 within the day. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what did I do here? So I did my food and hygiene, contact the council, told them what was yeah. going on. And then they actually okayed it on the phone and went through the assessment that day on the phone with me. And then that weekend I started serving food. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. No looking about. They like it. Give the people what they want, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's I it, and haven't stopped since. And that photograph was what became, and just taking that is what became the business. Wow, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Such yeah. a good story. Yeah. Gosh, so given you're doing Trinidadian food, I'm guessing you're from Trinidad. Yeah, I'm, yeah, born in Trinidad. I've got a bit of a British accent now, but <laughs> <laughs> born in Trinidad, raised in a Trini house in the UK, I would say. I came over all yeah. Okay, so what are you like when you were younger back in Trinidad? Kind of what were the things that you loved to eat as a child, and like who made them? What was that? So I grew, um, grew up with my grandma being the main cook in the house, but because mm. she had a stroke and she only had access to one use of one hand, I would be her hands in that kitchen from a young age, from like the age of three. Yeah, oh. in that pass me the garlic, pass me that, pong this, do this. So I was doing <laughs> that gar- in that kitchen, and my grandma would always smell the food. Mm. And she was allowed to eat it at the end so I just grew up smelling the flavours so I knew um, what the food was meant to smell like and then at the mm. end of the day it was cooked I eat it so roti is one of my favourite things to eat um, it's not like a naan bread like everyone says it's uh, like a chapati but Trinidad has a different type of roti we've got bus up shot and dal puri so mm. anything roti related even if it was roti and butter we would just be like get it off the tower off the hot stove and give us it so that was one of my favourite things to eat um, oh, okay. not to make because it was very difficult as a child <laughs> but now yeah. I'm not making it but to eat it roti and a street food called pulori these little fluffy savory balls that you would dip in a mango chutney and a tamarind spicy chutney so I mm. grew up just eating hot spicy food from young in Trinidad there's no let's feed the children something calm and mild and let's us adults <laughs> have the hot food everything had scotch bonnet in it and you <laughs> ate it from the age of one onwards <laughs> so I, I just grew it. up knowing pepper <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's true like my my, my mom's from Caribbean, from St Kitts and yeah you didn't have no separate food you no, just no, ate no, what no. everybody yeah. else yeah. So it was like, oh, oh this is nice ma oh, oh this is so nice ma oh, just give me some water ma oh, my mouth ma so it was like constantly that was all you were hearing from the kitchen <laughs> and your mouth was on fire but it was so nice you wanted more and you wanted water wanted wanted water <laughs> So yeah, oh, those were my favourite things eaten. And then when it comes to sweet tamarind ball with scotch bonnet in it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the tamarind ball was made with the sugar with the um, scotch bonnet. So it was spicy and sweet. And just some of the Indian sweets that I know to be Indian in England, but in Trinidad, yeah. Trinidadian sweets, the kurma, um, the ladu and everything. Those Indian sweets were like a little treat for us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I loved them. Oh. I feel like I've grown up in the wrong country. <laughs> you did when it comes to food. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love that. I love it. So when you go out now, and for meals, like if you do that, like is it, you know, when you get into a restaurant and stuff, is there anything that kind of gets on your nerves? Like whether it's like bad staff, like bad waiting staff, or whether it's just like the food's not up to scratch in your opinion or the place just hasn't got it in terms of like, you know, it's a bit run down or whatever. Is there anything that gets on your nerves when you go out? Back in the day when I used to eat out a lot, mm. I was lazy, I'd say, I would feel so disappointment, disappointed and I'd always be complaining that the food didn't taste nice, it didn't taste good. And mm. that's because I smelt it. 
Oh. Oh, this is going to take, and then I'd eat it, and I'd be like, "What the heck? It doesn't taste how it smells." What? Ah, so so from when you were little, any when you used to smell. I cook with my nose, and I don't cook with taste, and I'm not yeah. fasting when I cook, so the food tastes how it smells. So it's guaranteed to taste exactly how it smells. So that's a massive big no-no for me. If you put something that t- on my plate and it smells beautiful, and then I taste it, I'm like, "This is bland." Yeah, so that's a big no-no. And then I would always speak up. So I just stopped going out certain places. I did my research, look at my reviews, and I said, I'll try that place because I am going to complain. If there's poor customer service, mm-hmm. I'm say, are you having a bad day? Because I've come to spend money in your shop or in your restaurant. <laughs> and this is how you're acting? <laughs> how is the food going to taste? And mm-hmm. I, so I don't want it to spoil the whole experience and have a bad waitress while I'm eating the food from the get-go. If I don't mention it when I get through the door, then I won't eat in that place. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Fair quite, enough. Picky, quite picky, but yeah, for the food not tasting how it smells, mm-mm. that's right. <laughs> Push the plate away, sorry, don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's because your nose is trained from when you was little, you see. Yeah. Like, yeah, wow, okay. And then like, okay, so when you used to go out, I'm guessing you used to go out on dates and stuff. Come on, Mel, I'm yeah. sure that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have any experiences like where, you know, the person did like odd things with food or just like not very adventurous or stuff that just made you think, huh? Um, I didn't have really bad experiences when it comes with food when I went out. Um, mm. Just I, I get annoyed when people pick out the onions or the <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> As a child, I can understand you picking out the sweet peppers and the onion, but as an adult, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a problem because <laughs> onion and garlic goes in every dish in Trinidad Nano. So to see an adult man pick out these little things was like, mm, this is like, don't want to even eat dessert. <laughs> and then the worst experience I'll have, I've ever had eating out with food actually was with my mum. The minute the food came out, my mum was like, where the chef? Call the chef. What the... <laughs> What the ass you call this? This is not curry. <laughs> On top of her Trinidadian voice in this posh restaurant, and I started to sweat. And I was like, "No, mom, sir. She's no. Do you want me to go in the kitchen and show them how to cook it? You know, cooking. They're giving me dog food." <laughs> and I was like, "No, mom, stop." She no, no, no. Bring the chef to me. Bring the chef. Let me have a word with him. Asking who teach him how to cook. How are you cooking it? This is not curry. <laughs> There was no turning that back. There was no stopping it. My mum had to get the chef out there. She had to question him. She had to get get the chef out. She got him out. Oh wow! What did he say? He was like, "Yes, mum. Yes, darling. Yes, mum. Yes, mum." He was like, "So like, he his English was so limited because they use authentic chefs in a lot of the Hilton restaurants. So for her to complain like this, I was like cringing. He was like, "Listen to her." And she said, "No, no, 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 no." She lifted her hand up and she said, "Take me food away. I can come in the kitchen and cook it myself." And I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna be like this when I get older. Oh my god! That was the most embarrassing time I've ever had. Wow. So how did it get resolved? I feel like she done that, and then what? What happened? Like, what did the staff ordered? Do? Instead of ordering like a curry and a korma, whatever she ordered, she ordered. She said, "I'm gonna have to eat something out of my own culture," and she ordered Thai red curry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Thai red curry, what's happened here? What happened to the Papa Dumps? What happened to our, our meal? And it got resolved by her complaint and her yeah. passionate about the fact it didn't taste like curry, that she didn't have to pay for the meal. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Well, she can did you imagine. Oh the last. Oh eating this when I can cook better than this. And she <laughs> it was true. Why am I eating and paying for something that I can cook better? 
So I yeah. probably will have the same stance, but not in such a fashion. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you will be known. <laughs> so that's about, those are the things I can recall when eating out. So today, in January 2023, I have discovered Mr. Freed Tortilla Chips Barbecue Smoky Flavour. Oh my gosh, these are so nice. Mm-hmm. Mmm, just nice, crunchy. No, when I say crunchy, I mean crunchy than normal tortilla chips. The flavour is so good. They're gluten-free, vegan, high in fibre and nice. <laughs> so, yes, Mr. Freed, you are my favourite this month, definitely. I just picked them up in Sainsbury's because I have to say they were reduced. <laughs> That's all I do now is buy reduced food. And, um... I thought, mm, let me try them. I've never heard of Mr. Freed before. So let's have a try. And I'm glad I did. Honestly, guys, really, really nice. Get yourself some yum, yum. Mm. Thanks for listening and get involved. You can like, comment and follow me on the socials. I'm on Twitter. I'm at CravenK7. That's C-R-A-V-E-N-K-7. I'm also on Instagram and I'm CravenK7 on there. And if you want to listen to this weekly, I know you do, what you'll need to do is you need to follow me. Follow me on Spotify, Apple, Anchor or Google Podcasts and you'll get notified every week and then you can get your teeth into more menu. Also, I suggest you share this with your good friends and your family because they will not want to miss out either. So why not do that while you're there? (laughs) Do it. All right, then. That's me. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yay! Yay! Yay!